Uh, hi everybody, you are on the Bobby D'Souza show. And today I am privileged and delighted to have Simarjeet Singh. Simarjeet, how are you doing? Hello, Bobby. I'm doing great and it is a pleasure to be on your podcast. Let me appreciate the work that you've been doing, especially during the lockdown. I see a lot of wonderful videos, thoughts, quotations and other stuff that you're putting out there on social media. And you've been doing a great job. And I look forward to an exciting discussion today on your podcast. Wonderful, wonderful. So, Simarjeet, before we move forward, for everybody's knowledge, and uh, Simarjeet is a person who does not need any introduction, but formally, Simarjeet Singh is a motivational speaker, he's a virtual keynote speaker, he's a mindset coach and he does a lot of keynote speeches on innovation, leadership, growth and culture, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. He inspires a lot of people in India but he's also really really known inspiring the world. For example, he's doing a lot of work in Dubai, Middle East, Asia Pacific, USA and the UK. What is very interesting thing that all of us should know that Simrajit Singh has a million subscribers on YouTube and 45 million views on YouTube alone. Simrajit Singh, congratulations. I'm so delighted. Thank to you. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby. And we just also launched the, <clears throat> the US page on our website. So uh, we've done about, uh, I've done about three keynote speeches on the US soil over the last few years. And now we're doing a lot of virtual engagements. So we are reaching out to that part of the world as well. And um, so, yes, the journey all started back in 2007 when I picked up my bags and just left for left the UK, left my job and left my career track, you know, in the hospitality industry to start all over once again. You know, I, I call it the reboot, pressing the reboot button of my life. You know, when your computer is struck and you want to hit control, I'll tell and hoping that something, some miracle will take place. So 2007 was that year for me. And it's been an interesting journey over the years. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's beyond interesting. It is outrageously beautiful. Uh, that's the word because, you know, I am... Uh, and for everybody who's, uh, you know, uh, checking out this video or listening to the podcast, uh, Simarjit Singh as a person and a friend I've known for quite a number of years and he's also been instrumental in uh, being a sort, sort of a guide uh, to me and he's given me a lot of direction in a lot of simplicity. So Simarjit Singh, once again, welcome to the show. Uh, and it is a pleasure once again. Pleasure. Pleasure is all, all right. mine, Bobby. And, um, you know, as far as you say about mentoring, I consider it my duty, you know, that if you if you achieve some degree of expertise, if you um, have some pieces of information that could help others, I think it's our chief duty and responsibility to share it with others. In fact, we, we created a whole playlist of videos available on our YouTube channel as well, which is called hashtag mentoring motivational speakers done in a Q&A format that was all to help young emerging or even established speakers who want to do this as a full-time thing to find their to find their niche in the market. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. So the topic of discussion today is knocked down but not knocked out. Now Simarjit, would you be happy to share, you know, one instance where you were knocked down in life and how were you able to overcome it? I, I congratulate you on, on selecting a very powerful title. I'm reminded of a quotation by Confucius, the famous Chinese philosopher who said, our greatest glory in life is not in never falling. Our greatest glory in life is not in never falling, but it is in rising every time we fall. And I, I look at this 
<clears throat> this rise and fall is part of the the two sides of the same coin which means that the valleys and the peaks are what makes the journey interesting so so yes to answer your question that there's been many instances that you know i've had uh, that you put in a lot of efforts that you have high expectations that you are expecting uh, the positive outcome but somehow things don't work out for you and if you look at it in hindsight i think that is one, some of the biggest blessings in my life that's how they are right so if you uh, let me let me take uh, the example when i was in the us in the year 2001 after graduating from the sydney hotel school my first job was with marriott international and we we went to one of their prestigious resorts in scottsdale arizona which was uh, which is now the jw marriott camelback Inn. and um, you know everything a 21 year old or 20 year old i think i turned 21 in arizona so everything a 20 year old can expect for his career you know was happening for me it was a wonderful life it was a great start to my career and uh, great friends great place to be in a great company culture uh, arizona is always sunny and bright nice place to live in and um, so you know everything you could dream for and then one phone call changes it all one phone call there so we we were out somewhere and then i saw three messages on my phone and my sister left a message uh, saying dad's not well call back home immediately oh you know and um, and and she she sounded very worried so when i called back i got to know my dad who had just retired he was 61 so retirement for him happened at 60 but he just had turned 61 and was building his uh, dream home you know post retirement and he had been diagnosed with a terminal cancer um stomach cancer and um things suddenly uh, came to a halt for me you know and um a 20 year old does not know how to process this sort of thing something that you take take for granted you know you don't anticipate your healthy father is going to have cancer and that he will have only a few months and he's going to go through chemotherapy and radiation and surgeries and there's going to be so what seemed like a very exciting trajectory is going to be very uncertain so i made three or four trips back during the next four month period four or five month period he had a surgery and then at other stages i used to travel back from the us every single time then in october i spoke to a, one of the young doctors who was looking after him i said look you can be honest with me and tell me what are his chances of survival so he said well i would give him maximum 3 to 6 months and that is when in october 2001 i decided bobby that uh, no more trips back home i packed up my bags i uh, my hr manager at that time wonderful lady called anna smith very supportive and uh, uh, so i packed my bags i without a job uh, saying goodbye to my career trajectory which was just taking off i land back home in my hometown which is a small town in rural punjab called batala in district gurdaspur so my dad was an officer with the punjab government so i'm back home i don't have a job and i suddenly am coming from this lifestyle to all of a sudden being back home doing nothing absolutely except looking after my father i'm so glad i did it okay. but uh, bouncing back from what i considered so here's what happened next so i looked after my dad for the next two months completely being with him all the time and doing all the stuff that needed to be done and then one fine day i picked up the daily tribune in english which is a magazine we get here in north india the english uh, sorry the english newspaper we get in north india it's called the tribune and i see an advertisement for the one of the first five star properties that was opening in this region which was the radisson in java so the owner himself have put out a little advert saying you know about his dream and about throwing the doors open to the public and everything so i just picked up a phone and i called the hotel and i said can i speak to the hr manager 
so they trusted me to the hr manager i told him who i was i told him what my qualifications were what my experience were and i said look do you do you have any opportunities so they said sure come over for an interview so i go over to an interview to the radisson hotel and as things would happen as the universe would conspire i was hired to be a restaurant manager um at the tender age of 21 uh, and and i look back at it you know although financially and in all other ways it was not going to be the same thing as as what i was doing earlier but if you look back at it uh all of my friends were not even supervisors yet mm. so i suddenly got maybe a three step jump ahead of my peers getting i'm a restaurant manager at 21 most of my staff are 25 26 my assistant manager is 32 years old for god's sake i i have i'm leading a team of 20 and this is a new property i there was so much learning that happened so i, I would say to call it to call anything a major setback in your life would be a harsh word because hidden inside that punch on the face hidden inside is the blessing that something new is going to emerge out of this if yeah. you if you are strong during that phase if you hold yourself together if you don't allow yourself to disintegrate mm-hmm. if you keep your optimism and if you keep your balance and you come out of this rough water or the storm and you come out really really strong i think a famous leadership philosopher this this guy grover cleveland he had a beautiful quotation which said in calm waters every ship has a good captain in calm waters every ship has a good captain but i think the effectiveness of our captaincy of our leadership is tested during a storm and that those are some of the biggest lessons that i learned from my life and yes there's been many other disappointments and yes they they still arrive you know but now i welcome them with a different perspective i say hey you know uh, this is a push outside the comfort zone and something good is going to emerge out of it wonderful wonderful I think I'm just wondering when somebody has a career in the US which is like a dream for anybody from India and suddenly you know you are pushed because of a personal situation to come back to India you know I I was imagining what were the thoughts going through your mind when you were sitting back in the plane coming back to India just wanted to know if you're happy to share what what were the thoughts yeah, that the, the, the th- thought was finally relief uh, relief for me to be to have the opportunity to be back with my dad when he needed me the most you know i don't i don't regret it one single bit so uh no questions asked about that because when i met him and there were so many sympathizers so many other people who would come on a daily ba- uh, daily basis to see him and so he said to everybody thank you you can all go home now my son is here to look after me so i think as as a son that is one of the proudest moments for me ever uh yeah as a young as a young um 21 year old your hormones are raging you want you're very ambitious you want to do something yes there is comparison you compare yourselves with what your peers are doing and they are holidaying in las vegas or they are driving they are having a road trip to new york or doing other sort of things yes there is resentment at times yes you compare yes you wonder why why this have to happen with me but i think the most important thing you do is you answer that calling you uh, rise up to the occasion you um, you you do what it needs what needs to be done during that time yeah no mm-hmm. questions asked about that wonderful and i think what i'm also realizing is 
it's also about your own why right you know why you doing what you doing so for you coming back to your own family uh, was highly highly important you know that moment of time and when something is a priority for us then we can mm-hmm. find the way out you know? and i'm sure from, from your own story i think it just shows up you know that when it is something is important we'll find a way out now what i completely agree with i completely agree with that priorities i i usually joke with people i said you tell me your top 3 priorities and i can predict your life if if ah. one of your top 3 if you one of your top 3 priorities if a person has number one priority is health and fitness you would see it in their lifestyle you would see it in the choices they make you would see it in how they live their life so yes it's it's really important for us to know what our priorities are and i think one of the major reasons why people struggle internally is that they haven't yet clarified the priorities they're all mixed up so there's one exciting thing after the other so they get pulled in multiple directions and by the time they realize okay who am i what do i stand for i never took out the time to figure that out so now i'm going to just be pulled in any direction so here comes money i'll run after money here comes fame i'll run after fame here mm-hmm. comes this i'll run after this but if you set your priorities i think in life and if and if you make some non negotiables for me mm-hmm. uh, family has always been a non negotiable for mm-hmm. me ethics ethics have been a non negotiable for me these some of these things have been non negotiables and you know it's not about let's understand if this whole it's not a race life is not a race what are we rushing to mm-hmm. to our own inevitable deaths in the end is that what we are rushing to that that's the end destination right so yeah. it's it's not a ra- it's not a race it's a journey it's a journey and i believe more than any destination more than any award more than any other sort of landmark of how many million subscribers or etc is how did you run this race did you enjoy it did you have a good time yeah or were you were you punishing yourself to get to a certain destination mm. i think these are the small things that that wonderful wonderful thanks for sharing uh what i also picked up from what you said is if people are knocked down and they know for sure this is important for me this is the path i need to take and this is what i want to do then as a result people will anyways get up and i think you know that also came out from what you shared now what i also like to ask you is what is that one suggestion that you would like to give to people right now you know during the times of what's happening right now uncertainties are being you know are showing up and uh, people are losing jobs and there is a lot of struggles so right now if somebody is watching this and they're feeling knocked down what is that one suggestion that you would give for them to rise up Bobby I'll read this poem that a friend sent me just uh, through a strong coincidence just uh, just an hour before our interview today an author is an American poet called Douglas Malick and his poem goes his poem is titled be the best of whatever you are be the best of whatever you are and that's my answer to your question that's my tip to the viewers during this tough time be the best of whatever you are by Douglas Malick it goes something like this If you can't be a pine on the top of the hill if you can't be a pine on the top of the hill be a scrub in the valley but be the best little scrub by the side of the hill if you can't be a pine on top of the tree be a scrub in the valley but be the best little scrub by the side of the hill be a bush if you can't be a tree if you can't be a highway then just be a trail if you can't be the sun be a star 
it isn't by size that you win or you fail be the best of whatever you are wow. it isn't by size that you win or you fail be the best of whatever you are it's not about size it's not about i uh, you know x person has this much influence and you know so which means if i don't have influence i can't positively impact someone's life do the best you can be the best of whatever you can be during this point of time help someone even if you can bring a smile on one person's face bobby uh, your day is made your job is done right and then it's a ripple effect it's a ripple effect imagine if you were able to inspire one person today if you were able to change the perspective of one person today that one person is going to have an impact on so many others and this is how we underrate and undervalue the impact of small actions that's right we most of us are holding back our brilliance in this false assumption that i must do something really big in order to make a difference mm. and that's nonsense that's complete utter nonsense what if that day never arrives Kidding. we are here now look at yourself in the act of initiative today you picked up the phone you sent an email said okay i want to do this and here we are today having this conversation Absolutely. that's one act of initiative and you know this you will spread it out to so many others and it's we must take initiative we must not underestimate our god given potential that's that's mm-hmm. my message to the audience don't underestimate the potential that is within you to make a positive difference in the world and don't sit around waiting for you to do something big i think it was mother teresa uh, or no i do beg your pardon i think it was helen keller she said my desire is to do big things but it is my chief duty to do the small things with great love wow it is my chief duty to do small things with great love if we can all understand and apply that i think the world will be a better place wonderful wonderful while you were speaking you reminded of this quote by ed jakes and he says mm-hmm. that do the best you can with the least you have or with whatever you have the best right. that you can do and mm-hmm. what you're saying is absolutely right as in you know in times when people feel knocked down a good question like you sharing is can they do the best they can with whatever they have correct right wonderful wonderful now uh i had this one question and we've seen this as an experience a lot of time so the question is why do people get knocked down even though they might have done the right thing you know sometimes people are putting in a lot of hard work they're doing things but somehow they are seeing failure after failure after failure so what do you think could be the reason first thing we need to stop calling it a failure it is not a failure failure uh, is a very strong term it's sort of a passing a judgment or okay you know this is final it's never final it's 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 a it's a test that's what it is it's a test it's a test the universe wants to test are you capable enough for the success that you want mm. have you learned everything you need before you get the success that you want mm. have your ethics and your values become strong before you get the success that you are asking for do you have the knowledge the expertise the mindset before you acquire everything that you want to acquire so i wouldn't use the word failure bobby personally i would use the word test it's a test just like just like the ones we used to have back in school it's a test and um time is never the same 
Two, two days are never the same. It, it's constantly changing, constantly evolving. People who have given up hope right now in the lockdown, let me tell you, the world is not going to be like this. If you're a young person and you just started a venture and all of a sudden you feel there's no customers due to the lockdown, have faith, you know, it, it is going to change. It will take time, but it will, it will come back to normal. The world is going to come back to normal even stronger than we were before. Mm. We, we didn't have all this. Look at how these uh, wireless technology and these remote conferences have flourished in the last couple of months. Mm. People who never talked to each other before are now doing podcasts and Zoom conferences and so many other things before. Look at how education has quickly evolved to the online model. That's right. Uh, look at how so many industries have quickly adapted. Uh, look at how the environment has quickly improved during the lockdown. So there are so many blessings. There are so many teachings. But you, to answer your question, why do why do hurdles come? Because in our path of persistence, when we are moving forward towards a goal, why do we have to face hurdles and setbacks? And my answer is this. You're going to enjoy the outcome even more. Hmm. You're going to treasure it. You're going to value it because you didn't get it easy. If you get it easy, you don't value it. You give a brand new iPad latest edition to a kid without the kid has never worked in his life. And he, you will see he's going to throw it around and he's not going to look after that gadget. You give the same gadget to someone who had to wait for three or four years or had to, uh, you know, really beg his mom and dad <laughs> for it. And he's going to value his device entirely differently. We will value what we create if we go through these tests. That's number one. Number two is that you've got to love the game. If you don't love the game, Let's say you got into a game only for money or fame or something, okay? And the first setback you face, you can say, okay, fine, I'm not making money here. Let me explore an alternative, mm. right? I started motivational speaking, but it didn't work out. I'm not making the money I want to. Let me go into real estate now. Mm. And let me go into, oh, I should open a little restaurant now mm. because the motivation was money. So money disappears, I look for other revenues, right? Um, and that's when you lose because some of these things, some of the major goals of your life are going to be lifelong commitments. If you leave them midway, you've left a dream midway. Mm -hmm. So you've got to love the game. And once you love the game, you will not view this as a failure. Mm -hmm. You've got to enjoy the process. I always say this, you know, outcomes are fine. I love outcomes. I love great outcomes. I, love, I want that if I create a YouTube video, I want it to be a viral video. Mm -hmm. I, I want, if I create an online learning program, I want it to be a global sensation. I, I, who, who doesn't want good? We all love good outcomes. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, did you, if you enjoy the process, you will be able to detach from the outcome. Say, okay, my last one didn't work out. We put a lot of effort into a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. We had high expectations. Fizzled out. No views. You know, people didn't like it. I could sit, sit and cry about it and I could, you know, whine about it and I could complain about, oh, how unfair and blah, blah, blah. And why is this person getting more views and say, I could take that path. Mm -hmm. But the second path I could take is, I love the game. Mm -hmm. A famous actor was once asked, why do you act? And she replied, because that's who I am. <laughs> I, I act because that's who I am. So why? So for me, the motivation is not my video doing well or my external, uh, you know, receiving appreciation from other people. For me, the for me the joy is I love the game. Yeah, I love to be be back here, be among people, be on uh, 
um, uh, you know, in front of a video camera or in front of a live audience. Or I hope that happens soon for us speakers, right? So <laughs> to be in front of a live audience and to do what we do best to inspire people. Uh, but until that happens, we've got alternative sort of, you know, uh, mediums to do that. So I do it because I love it. And therefore, there is no setback that could turn me off from this path. Mm. Um, I'd be back again the next day, you know. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. You know, I'm connecting the two aspects that you shared at the start. You spoke about, you came all the way, left your biggest goal, dream basically at that moment of time, came back to India for the love of your family. And even over here, you're saying that it is not just about the money because if it was, it was money and if money got delayed, then you could have just said, let me start something else. But because you mm -hmm. love the game and I see that that persistent uh, passion of doing something, when you're very excited about doing something, that even, then even if you are falling down, it's part of the package, it's part of the game. Mm -hmm. like yeah, said. right, right, absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Now, Simurji, there are people who are right now possibly going through a situation wherein they are feeling like, you know, I've lost it. I don't know what the future is. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, it is not going to work for me. You know, let's say somebody's going through this. Uh, what is that one thought that you could give them that could help them to possibly, you know, come out of it right now emotionally? Well, two or three things. No, number one is get perspective. Get, get a better perspective. What I mean by this is, it's, it's an old story goes, one of the famous sculptors, he, he spent years creating a, one of the beautiful sculptures of the Renaissance and he brought in the person who was paying for it, the mayor of the city. So the mayor of the city came in and he said, well, I don't really like what you've created, uh, right? And this guy was so proud of what he had done. And now all of a sudden the person who's commissioned that work, who's paying for it, didn't like it. So, But he realized quickly that this guy was standing in the wrong spot. So what he did, he gently nudged him to move a little bit backwards so he could now see the sculpture from his perspective, mm. from where he was standing. And the guy said, wow, okay, it looks much better now. And the same with our lives. Sometimes we're so caught up with this narrow frame of reference that okay. we think that, uh, you know, I am the one who's suffering the most. Mm. I am the one and life has been most unfair to me, you know, and things are never working out for me. Those sorts of, sort of blanket statements. But when you look at somebody on the roadside, let's be mindful of the fact, Bobby, that we, we live in India and we've, our country has gone through a lot of hardship in the last couple of months after the lockdown happened. With Absolutely. There were so many sites, so many videos, so much, so much that came forward mm. of the human spirit. When you see that 15-year-old girl mm. who's riding a bike all the way from Gurgaon to her native village in Bihar, that's, right. uh, that's uh, more than 2,000 kilometers and her old father riding behind and you see the human spirit, the strength of human spirit. When I wake up in the morning and I see this old Sardarji in the fields outside my house, eight-year-old man up at 6 a.m., you know, ir irrigating his field and watering his crop, I see the human spirit. I get a perspective and I feel like, man, your, your complaints are not justified. You're sitting here inside an air-conditioned room with access to a MacBook Pro and, <laughs> and all, all, all the tools that you could ask for and you are complaining about life. You know, you have food to eat, you have a, a roof over your head, you got everything you need and so shut up 
and get back to work and make something happen. You know, use the tools and resources and stop complaining. It's that shift of energy we need, you know. And so, so number one is perspective. Get perspective. Move back a little. And don't think you are the biggest sufferer. There's so much going on. There's so many other people going through way bigger challenges than we are in right now. Look at them and seek inspiration from them. That's, that's number one. Uh, number two would be have faith. Things will don't always remain the same. Time, time changes, right? If from what was happening pre-COVID-19 into your life to what might be happening now, imagine it's just, this is going to be a story to tell your grandkids or something, you know, a few years down the line. So uh, time is going to change. But how you play the game during this time? Did you lose your nerve or did, were you able to um, uh, play this game as a, as, a, as a balanced individual at this point of time? So I, I say this is the best time to execute and make things happen which you didn't have the time to do before. If your mindset is positive, there is so much more that you can do right now. Um, get the stuff moving. You didn't have a website before, go build it now. Uh, you didn't have a digital presence before, go do it now. You, you didn't have an online tribe before, go do it now. Your book was unfinished, you need to finish off the last few chapters, go write it now. Make stuff happen. If you have the time and you have the resources, you've got food to eat, you've got a place to sit down and write, do it. So, because uh, what will happen is if you allow this opportunity to slip away, you're going to regret it a few years later. So, don't let that happen. One of the most toxic emotions in our lives is regret. I wish. Mm. I had the courage to lead a life true to myself. So said Bronnie Ware, the author of Five Regrets of Dying People. She researched people, asked them on their deathbed, what is your number one regret in life? The number one was, I wish I had the courage to lead a life true to myself and not what other people expected from me. So let go of fear, allow in faith and move forward with confidence and faith into the direction of your goals and time is not going to remain the same. Things will change. Humans are still on this planet. We haven't disappeared. Consumers are still here. Corporations are still here. It's just a time everybody's lying little low to take care of, you know, so that this thing passes away. Things will return back to normal. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. You know, Sivar, I was saying that uh, when you were talking about what you were talking, I remember when I was writing the book Fallen to Rise and you, of course, heard a little about the book. When I was writing, uh, writing Fallen to Rise, I actually had people who told me that, you know, who's going to read your book? Or when I started writing some chapters, after some time, I felt, you know, I will not be able to complete it. But I'm so glad that I persisted, pushed myself beyond the self-doubt and beyond the words that people said. And I'm glad I completed it. And like you were mm -hmm. saying earlier, you could start. Thank you so much, Simran. Uh, you could start, you could you could have big goals, but at the end of it, it's important for you to, you know, that every day, that consistent steps that you take are very vital. Right. And uh, it is so, so true. Writing a book is very, very hard, Bobby. It's very hard to write a book. The consistency required to finish what you start to complete that paragraph. <laughs> you on that. Thank you. Thank you, Sumerji. So, there's this one question that I had for you is because I've known you, I've seen your good work, one quality that I've seen that I really admire about you is consistency. How do you think you stay consistent when you're knocked down, when you're not getting the results, when things don't just work for you? How do you stay consistent? Because that's something that is not the easiest. So 
my answer to that bobby is you build a team you build a team uh even though those people might not be working with you under the same roof you build a team of freelancers or supporters but you can't do it all yourself that's that's my answer to your question on consistency on creating consistent output you've got to delegate you've got to train other people you've got to allow them what they do best so that you can focus on what you do best so if you if you're trying to make everything happen independently all by yourself i if uh, that that is one of the biggest mistakes anyone could do on this path of um, you know achieving their dreams so it's really important to build a good team uh, people that you trust people that you've trained people that you can count on so that when you're feeling low when you're going through a, a little rough patch you still got other players in the game to do what needs to be done for your for your enterprise or for your goals um uh, and yes you know we're not robots we're humans we're going to go through challenging times we're going to go through uh, emotions of not feeling our best and uh, on those days just take a break just rest just cook sleep watch a nice movie do something do nothing you know that uh, we need to repair ourselves we need to rejuvenate and we need to rest and in the meanwhile have have a team who can still focus and execute on the goals that are important to your to to your group to your team um uh, and because uh, there's this famous poem called the don't quit poem which goes something like this couple of lines i'd like to share which goes something like this when think when things go wrong as they sometimes will when the road you're trudging seems all uphill when the funds are low and the debts are high when you want to smile but you have to sigh rest if you must but don't you quit rest if you must but don't you quit so i rest a lot i i look after myself i need that i take that time off i take that couple of days off if i have to and um, so because you have to understand that if uh, you don't want to burn out you don't want to push yourself so hard that you burn out you know we all have a gift and we it is our duty to replenish ourselves so that we present our best forward to the world right uh so the answer to your question of remaining consistent is that you build a team who are able to execute even when you are taking a break to replenish yourself wonderful wonderful thank you so much for sharing the information now you mentioned about people you know possibly who are doing business who are solopreneurs who are freelancers or who uh, you know run an organization small or uh, you know large or medium sized what about those people who are students or uh, people who are working Uh, in an organization they're an employee when they feel knocked down but at the same time the monday morning the manager is going to call you up and is going to give you 10 tasks that you have to do the escalation query with the client is still going to still be there how would they handle the situation because they can't just take a off right what is your suggestion for people who are working in a company or who are students Uh, Bobby I don't particularly like bosses who don't give time off to their teams <laughs> so that's <laughs> but jo- jokes apart even if even if you're working for a company or you're working for someone else now let's let's talk about students first you brought up students so for students I would say have have friends who can encourage you just like yesterday I recited a poem in Urdu in Hindi and Urdu on on video and it went viral you know in a day uh, wow. a couple of lines from that one is ki doston se vaasta rakha karo janab अच्छे दोस्तों से वास्ता रखा करो जनाब ये वो हकीम होते हैं जो अल्फाजों से ही इलाज कर दिया करते हैं अल्फाज मीन्स वर्ड्स हकीम इज अ डॉक्टर ये वो हकीम होते हैं जो अल्फाजों से ही 
इलाज कर दिया करते हैं सो यू आर गुन रिकवर Uh, you you probably go to the physiotherapist and you'll have some exercises but you can't just sit there and complain oh my god look i was such a good player and now i'm hurt why doesn't nobody in the world cares about me and you can't complain you can't whine uh, people will say oh my god what kind of a player are you what kind of a champion are you right <laughs> you're sitting there whining uh, so what do you do you start the new diet you start those exercises and you start seeing the physiotherapist and you live in the faith that i'm going to be back in the game soon right so so create a self healing mechanism books music spirituality prayer exercise meditation gardening cooking um talking to your girlfriend talking to your best friend talking to your mentor um talking to yourself watching a good movie you've got to have a mechanism which says fine i feel your pain and now it's time to repair and get back into the game so we all have triggers you know you could have that particular music track that say you know peps you up you have a cup of coffee that could pep you up you could have a conversation with a good friend that could pep you up you could have a good book and you read and the words hit you like a ton of bricks every time you read it and that could pep you up so find out what keep gets you going and and then learn to self heal it's really really important don't wait for someone to come and rescue you that will be my closing remark don't wait for someone to come and rescue you learn to rescue yourself because guess what no one's coming no one's coming to rescue you you can sit there complain lay in that ditch in the darkness and no one's going to come and rescue you but if you decide to crawl out of that ditch and see the light that is there and then you can help other people do that so don't wait for others to come and rescue you learn to rescue yourself i really like the thought wherein you said you know having a group of trusted friends around you whether you're working for an organization whether you're a student but having a group trusted group of friends will really really help in times of difficulties and i love the poetry that you sh- shared uh in fact what we will do is and for all our viewers we will put the video links of that video which is going viral in the comment section so others can see but simrajit if anybody wants to reach out to you if they want to listen to your podcast your work and you are doing a phenomenal work already where should they reach you i think bobby with the central resources of a website which is www.sibarjitsingh.com spelled as s i m e r j e e t s i n g h.com that's the central resource uh, our youtube channel is youtube.com/simrajitsingh and as well as all the podcasts and everything are connected we are on spotify and apple music and all other platforms as well as youtube as well as uh, we do a monthly or even biweekly facebook live video as well as on insta and all the other places so yeah it should if you have the desire we are easy to find in the cyberspace <laughs> absolutely absolutely it was a pleasure having a discussion with you simrajit thank you so much for your time You are most welcome Bobby I enjoyed I thoroughly enjoyed being having this conversation today myself Thank you so much you have a great day 
See ya. You too. Take care. Bye bye.